Welcome back. This is once again the deputy of MovieDeputy.com bringing you the movie recap from October 29th, 2021. We saw a variety of movies this week and we're bringing you the information about these movies to help you make an informed decision of whether you want to see them or not. If you're wanting completely spoiler free, just head over to MovieDeputy.com. All of our reviews can be found there in 300 words or less with no spoilers ever. But here on the podcast, we do go into a bit more detail. As we get into our movies this week, week, you will hear a surprise at some point during the show from our sponsor, AutoCraft in Lincoln, Nebraska. To learn more on how to sponsor one of our programs, send us a message at moviedeputy.com under our contact us advertising info or directly at moviedeputy at gmail.com. Just for the record, none of our sponsorships or promotions ever have any impact on our reviews or on the content that we bring to you. Now let's get to this week's movies. A Mouthful of Air is a story that is going to touch a lot of different people in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. It's a story about depression and how the main character, Julie, deals with the depression that she's dealt with most of her life. Was saying that the movie does primarily focus on a postpartum depression, but that's not really the entire focus of the movie. At one point, it touches on the fact that she has felt this way since early elementary school and that this is something that she has been fighting her entire life. A quote in the movie that Jules says is, I was walking through a world that was black and white and I'm just starting to see color again. That quote can fit depression in any of its forms for anybody struggling with it. It's hard to see color when you're stuck in the black and white. It's hard to see hope when you feel hopeless. This, in all of its complexity, is that story. Julie was able to find her voice even when she couldn't verbalize what was wrong through her storytelling and through Pinky Tinkerbank. Pinky Tinkerbank became her voice. When she could not express how she was feeling, she could express it through Pinky. Even as her world seemed to cave in around her, she managed to try to find the voice through Pinky to try to share with others what was happening and what she was going through. The story does get a bit dark at times as it does deal with suicide, depression, and the demons that come along with that. The story wasn't just about Julie, though. It was about those that loved her and those that she loved. That's the thing with depression, though. It can't be rationalized. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a take-this-magic-pill. It's not a it'll-get-better. It is something that must be worked with and treated. And you can't just treat the depression. You have to treat the person. And sometimes, even with everything, it's just too much. This story really takes you to the breaking point. Not just showing you how it affects that person, but how it affects everyone else. If you or someone you love is struggling with depression, this is truly a powerful story to share. It's more than a bit intense, but if you give it a chance, it's worth it. Last Night in Soho. Before we get into the details about the movie, it's important to let people know that there are flashing lights. So if you are sensitive to flashing lights for any sort of medical condition, that is something to be aware of. The story is about a young girl whose family has dealt with a lot of mental illness. She is the first in her family to go to college. She was accepted into the London College of Fashion. And so the movie feels a little bit like Project Runway meets a murder mystery. When she arrives in London, she immediately feels out of place. Not only is it not what she expected, but there's a lot more to it. She decides to take a risk and go out on her own. 
This almost sends her into a spiral as she finds herself conflicted between the past and the present, almost wondering if it has something to do with her family history or if there's something more to it. As she starts to investigate what's going on, she finds herself drawn to this other part of her. It's everything she's ever wanted. The only problem is it's all taking place before she was even born. She attempts to almost become this person, but in a sense, she almost loses herself. The person that she sees in her reflection isn't her. This person has been able to reach out to her through the circumstances in Ellie's life. This connection sends Ellie down the rabbit hole, chasing the proverbial white rabbit to try to put the pieces together of her life and the tragedy that befell her. With this tragedy comes all of the gore and horror with it. Some of the scenes may be a bit intense for some. It all plays a role in building the story. Just when she thinks she has it figured out, something happens that exposes an unexpected twist that changes everything for everyone involved. Will the truth finally come out? Who is responsible? And will justice be served? If you want answers to those questions, you're going to want to check this out. It will keep you guessing until the very end. Classics, customs, and collisions. They do it all. AutoCraft Body Shop in Lincoln, Nebraska is the one-stop shop for all of your auto needs. Their clientele hails, pun intended, from all over the globe. This award-winning excellence speaks for itself with their incredible attention to detail that will leave you awestruck. Remember AutoCraft for all of your auto needs. 402-474-2344. As I've mentioned before, there are times when I will watch movies that didn't just come out this week, but older titles that have come out as well. Uh, One of the older movies that I watched this week was called No Man of God. It actually came out back on June 11th of 2021. This is actually a movie about Ted Bundy, and it's kind of done almost in a biographical style, but not necessarily in a biographical style. That may not make a whole lot of sense, But as the story plays out, a lot more of the pieces come together. Bill Hagmeyer was a new profiler. Though not brand new, the way he approached profiling was different enough that it got results. So when it was time to analyze Bundy, he was thought to be the right person for the job. Now, Bundy hated the FBI with a passion. Actually, any law enforcement for that matter. So that meant in order to reach him, Bill was going to have to write him a letter and explain why he felt he was the right person for Bundy to meet with. After Bundy received his letter, he responded, and the next thing was to set up a meet between them. Their first meet wasn't so much of a meeting as just kind of feeling each other out. Bundy kind of wanted to know what it was that Bill wanted, and Bill really wanted to know how Ted Bundy thought. When Bundy understood that Bill was not necessarily looking for evidence, but looking more for the understanding of what made Ted tick, why he was the way he was, and why he did what he did, it was much more of a psychological evaluation, more so than an evidentiary inquiry. Their correspondence went on for many years. And even with all of that time, I don't know if Bill was truly understanding Ted Bundy and what he was truly looking for. It almost felt as if Bundy were evaluating Bill on the psychological level as much as it was the other way around. It very much became a mind game between the two, almost the Bill and Ted show, but not in an entertaining way. 
Ted's end goal was to play games. Bill's end goal was to bring closure to the families. When it was clear that Ted was out of time, Bill had to do something. In this last-ditch effort, he really wanted answers. And whether or not Ted would give those answers and bring that absolution that was so desperately needed by these families before it was too late, it was really uncertain. We all know how it ended on January 24th, 1989. But if you're wanting to know how this played out, this is one that you're going to have to watch. If you're a fan of true crime dramas and just kind of the whole psychological game that goes along with that, I think this is one that you'd truly enjoy. Especially if you like shows like The Making of a Murderer and ones like that. If not, this is definitely one to stay away from as it goes into some pretty graphic details at times. Antlers. It's intense and more than just a little bit unnerving. It kind of feels like a little bit of Breaking Bad meets Krampus, but on an entirely different level. If you're at all familiar with Del Toro's work, I shouldn't have to explain kind of what to expect with this one. If you're not familiar with Del Toro's work, he doesn't hold back on anything. This is adapted from a story called The Quiet Boy by Nick Acosta. Now in this, you kind of get that kind of creepy, intense. It's a great movie for jump scares. Though it starts a little bit slow, the story really does develop as it goes. It's not for the faint of heart. The father of the little boy has a meth lab in this abandoned facility. While they're down there, they end up coming across something that is not only unnerving, but completely unnatural. What they don't realize by awakening this beast is that it's much more than a mere beast. It is a dangerous spirit that has lived on through a millennia. Many stories have some basis in reality, and this is one of those. As this creature is roughly based on the Wendigo, it's an indigenous nation folklore about a creature that has an insatiable appetite for human flesh. Once it's awakened, it must be fed. The devastation of its carnage is obvious within the community. Is there any way to stop it? Or is it too late? What if you had to kill something you love or someone you love to stop it? Would you be able to? You have to pray that you don't become its prey and hope that that's enough. Like I said, it's unnerving, it's unnatural, it's downright creepy, but almost in an addictive way for people that are into these types of movies. If you're sensitive to these types of stories, I definitely would not recommend this. There's something at the end that leads into the whole idea that this is not the end of this story. So if you were a fan of Antlers or you are a fan of these types of movies, this is one that you'll want to see because I have a feeling there's a lot more to come. My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission. This is a story that is difficult to understand if you don't follow the My Hero Academia series. In the My Hero Academia verse, I'm not even sure if that's the correct terminology on that, so forgive me. There are humans that have quirks, and there are rare humans that don't have any quirks. Quirks being special abilities, whether that makes them superheroes, supervillains, somewhere in between. 
the majority of the people use their quirks for the betterment of society, and that includes the heroes. Though the heroes have dealt with many challenges over the years, they have never faced one quite like Humorize. Humorize isn't a person. Humorize is a group of individuals, some with quirks, some without, that think the world would be better off without quirks. Their goal is to eliminate all of those with quirks around the world. They have done so by setting bombs in multiple places around the world. When these bombs are detonated, anyone with quirks around the globe will be destroyed. Just to show how serious they are, they detonate one to show exactly what they are capable of. It then becomes a race against time if it's not already too late, to literally save not only the planet, but themselves. Will they be able to stop them in time? The answer to that lies in a very unlikely place, in a very unlikely person. He is literally the key. As this plays out, the ending just might surprise you, as these anime movies don't necessarily follow traditional storylines. Fans of anime and the My Hero Academia universe will definitely want to check this one out. Even if you're not a fan, this is still entertaining. To a wide audience. Maybe you could become a new fan or maybe you know someone interested in these types of stories that you'd want to share this with. There's a lot more to this story than what initially appears to be. So even if you have a slight interest, this might be one to check out. And if not, that's cool too. We thoroughly hope you've enjoyed this week's recap of all of the movies that we've seen and we hope that you come back for more. Please like and subscribe for the latest movie deputy content and we'll talk to you soon.